Sunshine peering through the fog was a phrase that I came up with one day whenever I was driving into work. Let me introduce myself. My name is John McGovern. I've owned my own lawn and landscape business. I still broadcast on the radio and a paramedic and recently diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. And I didn't see it coming. But sometimes the people afflicted with PTSD are the last individuals to look in the mirror. I know I didn't. It was hard to admit I was broken. My emotions, every emotion in one minute. I was a mess. I knew I needed help, but I thought, what would others think of me? Until the day I looked at my family and I could see in their eyes that I was not me anymore. So I reached out for help. Sunshine peering through the fog, another edition for you. And I really had to kind of censor myself in this episode for you on the podcast. Um, For the real reason to do this is because it's going to be happening to me soon. So I left my position as a paramedic in the early part of 2020 before the pandemic started. I was behind my co-workers 100%, even though I was on the sidelines. But at that particular point in my life, I was on the sidelines because I was getting help for my mental health. I was diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, depression, complex PTSD, you know, the whole gamut of stuff. And I really didn't see it coming. And then all of a sudden, just like, I don't know, blowing up a paper bag, and then bang, you collapse that bag. The sides go out of it. That was the same as me. Now, there's a lot of people that I've been talking to that kind of feel the same thing. All of a sudden, you could only mask something for so long, and then that paper bag pops. So let me ask you a question. You're strong enough to jump off the train. The hurt from jumping off that train, as I mentioned in my post, is only going to hurt for a short period of time as comparison to the hurt in your mind, body, and soul for a real length of time. So you're going through all that. You're going through the DSM-5. Many questions. It's like writing the AMCA, if you're a paramedic and listening to this. That's in Ontario. It's six hours of (laughs) testing that you feel like you need a cotton ball to put in your ears to make sure that your brain doesn't ooze out. Do that with your mental health. Do that with your mental health have, I think it was three hours and 49 minutes because I timed it. I don't know why I timed it, but it was just shy of four hours. Four hours of questions about your mental health, you know, if you're going to commit suicide, different questions about yourself, your sexuality, uh, any gambling, anything like that, that could be triggering what you're feeling today. Four hours of it. So that is a big test on its own. And then 
you start getting help. You start unlayering that onion to get to the root of the matter. And for myself, this day, the 2nd of March, 2022, I'm time stamping this, and I was off, remember, January 2020. So, two years and a couple of months, and I'm still not to the root of the cause. And to the individuals out there that are listening and think in the back of their head, he's just doing it. He's just, you know, he's taking that time off. You know, he doesn't want to come back to work, so he just wants to take that time off. You know what? I'm going to censor myself, but one thing that I'm going to say is, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. I let you in on a small excerpt of it. If I post anything or if I put it on the podcast, Sunshine Peering Through the Fog. Remember, you don't know me and I don't know you. And one thing that we really have to get clear on is returning back to work. For me, it's the scary is effing thing that I'm ever thinking about. Yeah. And it's not the returning back to work. You know, we all need to do something. We all need to fulfill our mental, our physical capabilities with. Sure, I'm, I'm volunteering when I can for different things, different organizations, trying to be a part of society once again, um, feeling good about myself and feeling good about the things that I'm contributing towards. But returning back to work with the place that you left, scariest goddamn thing that I think I've ever had dreams about or potholes. But we'll talk about potholes in another episode of sunshine peering through the fog. (sighs) And right now I can feel palpitations in my heart because I'm getting ramped up. So I read an article about returning back to work with a mental health injury. Do you know that 75%, so three quarters of your workforce know that you're off of work and your co-workers have talked about you. 75% of them. This is a stat with neurology, neuroscience, as well, many psychiatrists behind mental health, PTSD, and return back to work. We got to change this. You know, if it's X, Y, and Z is at work, and they're working together, and you're doing a great job all of the front line right now, making sure that you're taking your steps to be safe, and also looking after people that are sick and vulnerable, I applaud you. I really, truly do. But one thing that we have to remember is you're looking after yourself, and you're looking after others, why not speak nice about the people that were in your life that are taking kind of a time out, but not in a corner, but they're taking a time out to actually get the help they need 
to move forward. So that's 75% of people in the workforce that you work out of are talking about you. Just a generalized comment. Did you know that 62% of those people that you work with, this goes back to the same study, are actually kind of dissecting why you're off, but they don't know exactly the whole story. As I mentioned, I share bits and pieces about my road to recovery. But you don't know me. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've seen. Maybe you and I, if we've worked together, we've done stuff together. But compound that by thousands of things. Thousands of nightmares. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of heart palpitations because what are you? You're hypervigilant. Yeah. So you don't know me. But I'm here willing to share. I'm here and willing to share to say, you know what? I'm returning back to work. And like I said, it's the scariest goddamn thing that I'm ever going to do in my life is to go back to where I left. Please make it an easy transition on the people that are returning back to work because they have to. They have to. I have to return back to work. But... Is it returning back to the work that I left? Maybe it's not going to be at first. Maybe it's going to be a modification of work. I checked that stat too. So people that get modified duties whenever they return back to work, guess what the percentage of a workforce does? 82% of the workforce, same study, neurologist, neuroscientist, psychiatrist, and psychotherapists weigh in on this. So modified work. Guess what the percentage of people, co-workers, will be very angry and upset because you may be returning I may be returning, and they don't like that. Guess what the percentage is? 82%. 82% of your fellow co-workers hate it. And that's a strong word, hate it. Okay, dislike. Let's go with that. Dislike that you're getting accommodations to return back to work. Yeah, that high. And my big thing is, aren't we a team? Don't we work together? Or that was only whenever I was active and I was a, an active paramedic that went to work every day. And now, two years, three months later, I don't have CPR. I'm not certified through base hospital anymore. 
I still have an Oasis number because that hasn't been taken away from me. I haven't really done any CME education because that also has been taken away from me. So you tell me who is the one that should be upset. Should it be the person at work that's coming in every day that's probably cutting down others because they're returning back to work or modifications at work to make a transition easy? Or is it the person that's kind of reached out, put his hand up or her hand up to get the help they need to move forward and has lost everything that they've worked towards? So let's think about that. Who's losing more? Who would have more to say? The person at work that's fully certified or the one that made the leap of faith that has lost everything but still continues to move forward? Hmm. If that doesn't make you think, stop this podcast right now. And don't come back to it. If you're that set person that is at work, and there's probably, you know, there's probably going to be a few people that will never come back to this podcast because what I said was the truth. And I'm okay with that. Because I don't need to come back to work to those people that judge me and can't do it to my face, or talk to me face to face. Does it sound like I'm journaling right now? Yeah, it probably does. It probably does. And in my mind, not having a script in front of me, just knowing the stats that I reported to you, I'm probably doing a great job at pulling my thoughts together, talking on my feet, and knowing and knowing exactly what my return back to work is going to be like, this crap has to stop. For me, you know what? Judge me. Really. I don't care. I'm in it for my life. I'm in it for my family. And if you're an actually good friend of mine and know me, know that I'm doing this so that it doesn't affect me at work with you. Think about that. I have never, in any of my podcasts yet, kind of started putting the fingers towards others, like deflecting it off of me. But the funny thing is, though, and I do find this kind of funny, is that I'm trying my best, my very best, just like, I don't know, like the Olympics. You train, 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 train with intensity to get to that goal. And that goal is returning back to work. And remember, I'm not the only one there. It's you too. 
Yeah, you might be good at sprinting, or I might be good at hurdles. That was before. But now I have to be good at everything to return back to work. So do you see why it scares the shit out of me? Because I have to be mentally, using me as an example, because I know my feelings. I have to be ready to sit there and go into a place that I haven't been in two years and three months. Let's say it's happening tomorrow. And I have to get the side eye, which I've already got from people that I've seen in a glimpse. I've got the look of, he's going to take away from me. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate because I'm really just trying to figure out how I'm supposed to move forward. How I'm supposed to be that Olympic athlete that can be his best at everything to get back to something. Make sense? So I guess the big thing is, if you're in my shoes, let's revert it back to you. If you're in my shoes, would you sit there and judge others that are coming back to work? I wouldn't. I never did. I've had partners that have came back to work and other people within that base said, Watch out working for that person. They had a back injury. You know, this could be very crippling for you. Well, you know what? I believed in the system. I believed in if there was an issue, they did their healing time and they're back. But I may not be that class of a person. I don't know if you do it A, B, C, D to Z, whatever. I may not be that person because... One thing that I will tell you about myself and my history, I started into the paramedicine industry of helping people whenever I was the age of 34. I had lots of life experience, as I mentioned at the the beginning of this podcast. I worked in an auto body shop. I was going to apprentice for that. Made the choice to take over my brother's lawn and landscape business. I've helped set up two radio stations, an integral part of it, and have been on a few radio stations. So I have life experience. I've seen the other half of that cup, but I don't weigh in. I don't sit there and prejudge everyone that comes in the door because I don't know their story and... It's not right for me to sit there and judge someone that is taking a step out of their profession to get better for whatever reason. Remember that. Don't point fingers at others that are trying to accomplish tasks that are sometimes non-obtainable. Maybe instead of putting your finger forward, 
do that U shape and point it back at you. And maybe you can fix something so that whenever I come back to work, you're able to come up, put your hand on my shoulder and said, John, I've listened to your podcast and I'm here for you, whatever you need to make your transition back a successful one. So you can become that gold medalist of an Olympic member. Yeah, and I'm showing emotion right now. And that's okay. Why? Why is it okay to show emotion? Because if that was to happen and someone was to come up and have my back, maybe that stat needs to be re-looked at. This has been another edition of Sunshine Peering Through the Fog. You can always reach out to me at sunshinepeeringthroughthefog at gmail.com. Sunshinepeeringthroughthefog at gmail.com is where you can send your comments, good, bad, whatever, if you liked the episode, if you didn't. And I know today's episode was heartfelt for me. It was one of those episodes where I had to say it. I had to bring it out. Not just for myself, for others. Remember, one thing. Take this away. Instead of pointing forward, make a U-shape with that finger and see where it points. Maybe you may have to think about your adjustment with people returning back to the workforce. <laughs>